Hello, welcome to LLG's Random But Real Podcast, where you'll hear conversations about any and all things random with an entree, not a side dish, of mental health advocacy. I use my performance, communication, and literary art skills to bring awareness about mental health and other topics. Therefore, whether I'm singing, speaking, or writing, it is my desire that my words will be melodic, just like music to your ears. Welcome to LLG. That's me, Lisa L. Gilliam's Random But Real Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this edition of LLG's Random But Real. I'm excited to be with you all. I started season two, and so one of these guests that, or the guest that I'm going to have on today, he has been on my Um, YouTube live and his information or the information that he has to share, I think is so pivotal, so important, especially within the African-American community, because a lot of times we don't do what we should do. Not all of us, but a lot of us. Um, And I I know that from being a counselor, being a a former therapist, I should say former counselor, and just having conversations with a lot of individuals who were not properly insured or didn't really think that that was important and or could not go to the doctor when they had an emergency because they didn't have insurance, et cetera, et cetera. So I wanted to bring my play brother, uh, I call him Dunny, (laughs) Christopher uh, Dunlap back on the show. Welcome, Chris. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you doing today, sir? Doing fine. Can you hear me good? I, I can hear you, yes. Okay. Are you able to hear me? Yes, I am. I can hear your loud voice. Yes, I can. <laughs> so we banter a lot, folks. So <laughs> you, you may hear that on this show. <laughs> that is funny. That is funny. Um, just, you know, tell us a little bit. I know you did it on the live, but this is a new audience, new people listening, how you got started in. So what, whatever part of that, uh, that, journey you would like to share please share well uh back in 95 i started in the insurance industry working for an insurance carrier uh doing various types of uh, processing and things like that and uh for some reason it kind of stuck okay it seems boring to everybody else but i'm kind of interesting and intrigued by by the journey of it so uh, a couple of years into that, I moved to the sales and marketing area for insurance carriers again. And it really just took its, took its, uh, a life of its own because once I was licensed, I was able to do different things working for carriers. Now, the thing about working for insurance carriers, the most important thing was I can only sell their products and services. I was kind of limited to whatever their offerings were. So it took me a number of years to get out of that space into where I am now. Fast forward 20 some odd years, moving into the insurance uh, broker space where I can offer different products and different services to different kind of uh, large group companies all the way down to individuals. Absolutely. And, And what do you think you like the best servicing individuals or businesses or companies or you like both the same? I have one general rule. If the person I'm talking to cannot understand the language that we're speaking, then I'm not doing my job. So my rule is if it's a group or an individual, 
I just want everyone to understand what they have and how to utilize it until it's too late. Because too late could be when you're swiping your card at the pharmacy. Too late could be when you're in a doctor's office setting. Mm -hmm. Too late could be a life insurance claim that you don't understand your insurance and leaving your loved ones with bills. So my general rule of thumb is making sure that everyone along that line can understand what's going on. So it's safe to say my friend Christopher is an educator as well. <laughs> yes, a few, a, a, a few educators come out of come out of Southeast. A few of us do. I know. mean, you know, <laughs> but I'm sure you probably don't necessarily. Do you, or do you think of yourself as an educator? Believe it or not, it took me a lot of years to, to go ahead and take a knee and understand that yes, I am. Um, the, the presentations, the values, and all that stuff is one thing, but you're educating the public on something that's very important. So, yes. Absolutely. Y'all, so I am the younger sister. Let's just put that out there. But I'm so proud of this guy. Like, we, we've we known each other. I mean, he says he was in it in 20... I graduated in 95. So, we, you know, whew, that's a long time. I've known him a few years prior to that. And, um, you know, just from... Seeing him, I literally, I share this story all the time. I would see him because uh, Chris has some distinct features. <laughs> I have them too. We call them cheeks. And, and so, um, uh, so they, you know, I would see him when I would walk from Deal Junior High School to Tillytown to catch the subway in DC. And then we ended up being at Virginia Union together. And I would see him on campus and he was a judge for the, the freshman talent show and came up afterwards. And just you know, complimented me, and he's been a support in my life ever since um, that time. And so I, I to see where he has come from to where he is now, and all that he's doing. Um, if you want to share all your other endeavors, you can share that too. Um, he's definitely not a one-trick pony, that's for sure. And it, it, you know, I feel honored to call you friend. You know, just oh, I have so many stories, but. I am honored to call you friend and it's great to see, you know, all that you're doing to help so many other people, you know, just to be able to make um, decisions that are valuable in their life, educated decisions. So it's up to you, Chris, what you would like to share next. No, I appreciate that. And I won't be sarcastic. I'll just take the compliment and run with it this time, but trust me, I'll get you. I'll get you. I'll get you later. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think now I'm kind of in a space where I assumed a lot of people knew certain things and they didn't uh, concerning protecting your family in the life insurance arena, as well as things like disability insurance, things like um, accident insurance. And there are so many things now that the average everyday consumer sees the 30 second blurb on TV and they assume that they're expert or they just shrug it off. But some of those things could be very valuable. Mm -hmm. I heard a family member recently tell me that um, someone was injured in a car accident. Another family member was injured in a car accident and they went bankrupt because of it. And we know that happens a lot because the auto insurance doesn't cover this, doesn't cover that. But a small dip, dig into what your company is offering or the individual basis is offering, you can get a thing called accident insurance. Mm-hmm. Accident insurance is pennies on the dollar and pays cash for 
a lot of things that people just shrug off. If you checked into the emergency room, they give cash benefits. If you get your physical, they give cash benefits. So it's also an upkeep as well. So I just get amazed that a lot of people don't know about that. And that's mm -hmm. probably at the forefront of my mind. And since, because I'm on that subject and I won't be wordy, but since we live in a government town, and Lisa can attest to your family members that took the government route and are, you know, they feeling they're protected for the rest of their lives as long with their, as well as their families, you know, in that stage. But a lot of people don't realize that if you don't take any outside additional coverage on the life insurance side, right, that you'll be stuck in a way that you'll be 70 looking for insurance and it'll be sky high. It'd be unaffordable. Right. So I've educated a lot of people that are currently in the government to get something aside from what the government offering is, because that's strictly a term policy. They call it a group term. While you're covered under that group, you're covered. But when you terminate from the group, your coverage lapses. They'll give you an opportunity to extend it, but it'll be quadruple the cost. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I've really begun a lot of education sessions since you said I'm a teacher now, an educator. Uh, so I've begun a lot of education sessions with friends of mine as well as outsiders in that respect as well. And people are astounded by not reading the fine print and wondering what they have. Right. Well, I mean, I noticed a lot of people don't, you know, I've had to deal with a lot of contracts when I first got into the music industry or business or whatever. And I can't stand reading all that stuff, but I do because I want to make sure that I, I know what I'm getting. I know what I'm doing. That's when I first heard about event insurance. I think actually my brother, Daryl Gilliam, who also does similar things to you, um, you know, talked about event insurance because I was sponsoring events. Um, thankfully, my venue that I was hosting had insurance to cover all the events that we did there. But at any time, they could have, you know, had a beef with me or done whatever. It's just good to have your own. And as far as um, jobs, you know, you were talking about when you terminate or if you're terminated, even because that happens a lot or furloughed or, you know, what I'm saying laid off or whatever. Um, chances are your insurance, your life insurance goes along with it. And it, you know, I openly talk about how grateful I was. My mom had all her ducks in a row uh, when she passed because that was one less stressor that my family had to focus on. Um, and financially, I wasn't in a place, honestly, to help, not even to bury myself, more or less my mom. And so a lot of that burden would have probably fallen on my brother and his wife and you know that's unfair but it happens all the time and you know just i think in life because we don't have conversations like this that are so important to have um you know it it, it boggles my mind how many of my friends have children and don't have life insurance or they have a home even have children and don't have life insurance i'm like well how do you expect for the child child to like for themselves when they can't even work. You know what I mean? It's I, I just, oh, it's a lot. And as far as accident insurance, I mean, I didn't have an accident, but I did have to have surgery. And because I, I did have um, short-term and long-term disability um, at one point, I was able to benefit from that. So it, it's so important. Yeah. Uh, the thing you said about disability insurance, I won't start that because a lot of people just shrug that off. It's one of those things you don't pay attention to until it's too late. 
but it's right. important to pay attention. <laughs> a lot of companies have unskilled human resources. Okay. They give you a bunch of stuff when you start with the company and you sign it and don't think about it again until the problem right. happens. So if right. that part of the education is done properly, that's very important. Um, that's why me being an insurance broker for a lot of groups, I try to have information sessions at the group every year and they push back a lot on why do we need these? So it won't be too late to have that conversation. Right. So it's important for us to get out there and get ahead of it. I've become such a pessimist, proactive about every portion of insurance because I'm not going to say I heard it all, but as far as issues, yeah, mm -hmm. my, my, my team covers a lot of the issues that we have to recap and try to make amends for something that someone skipped over from the beginning. So we really try to to make that happen when we can, when and it's, and it's, sometimes it's too late, but we have to get ahead of that as much as we can as well. Do you think the companies, because of course everybody's looking out for themselves, that just in general, not talking about the companies you work for, I'm just saying just in general, don't want to have their members or participants or employees um, educated about these topics? <laughs> That's a trick question. But, uh, <laughs> like I said, I'm not talking about your people. We're putting no, it out no. there, but just in your experience over the years. I, I think the main thing when I, because obviously I'm in sales too, when I bring in a client, I ask them what their mission is. And if their mm -hmm. mission is to grow their human capital and really look out for the well being of their families, I'm sorry, of their employees and their families, then hey, you got to listen to me and we got to educate the employees. But some of them are with their bottom line. Their bottom line is productivity. I've given meetings from boardrooms to steel factories because they didn't want a person missing a minute of work with cutting that steel. So I went, mm -hmm. took my suit off and put on a sweatsuit and presented to that group because that was ultimately my job. But I don't think they got it. You know, so mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's a tough, it's a real fine line between the companies that want to do the right thing and the companies that are cutting their profit margin so so thin that they don't have the time to take away from whatever they're doing, whether it's making widgets or whatever. They just don't have time. How do you stay motivated to keep doing it? Because <laughs> I would be the person that found it boring. <laughs> it's important, but it's boring to me. But um, you know, I, I mean, you... the, the boring part is just like everything, how do you present the topic? Like today, if we're doing a face-to-face -face meeting, I'm a regular sarcastic self, and you know me. So by, by me being that, that really motivates me to get down to it and making sure. My challenge is making sure that every person in that room understands from the topic. That's the part that keeps me excited. If there's no participation in the room and they fall asleep, then that becomes a little challenge. But I find ways around that as well. But, you know, just got to keep it moving. Uh, they're the worst professions you could have, <laughs> like I told you. So I think that we're, I, I'm, I'm doing it the right way. And if that's, if that's boring sometimes, then hey, it happens. Okay. Well, and it, I mean, ultimately, ultimately what's boring to me, Lisa, to be honest with you, is when I had that work study job back at that wonderful Woodrow Wilson High School, 10th <laughs> ten, or 11th grade, I took a work study job at Department of Interior, okay? Mm -hmm. And the ladies that sign my pay slip every week 
were the most miserable people I've ever seen in my life. They just had no motivation. They had nothing. And that stuck in my head that I never wanted to sit behind a desk and do some government work in that particular space. So I had that kind of headspace. Now, there are wonderful people that work for the government. I'm not saying anything bad about them. But mm-hmm. it changed my perspective. It changed my perspective on where it had to be something else out there. At, at a person living in the district, you know, you know that stigma of us work living here is like, okay, get that government job and just plug and play. But I just knew I wanted to do something different. So maybe that, that's that the sure thing these days, anyway. Like I know plenty of people who've been furloughed and laid off or you know fired because of finances. I mean. I sang for DC uh, DC government one time and the check bounced. Yeah. And I was surprised. Like, And then I had to pay the fine. Because by the time <laughs> I filed my taxes on that job, it was already too late. I was like, uh, this is not cool. They gave me my $20 back, but I couldn't put it on my taxes anymore. So yeah, I, you know, government is no sure bet. Nothing I feel like is sure. If anything, this last few years of us, nothing is a sure bet. Um, and believe it or not, I, I forgot to be, to start with this, is that life insurance sales are up 300%. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Not saying that I'm the person that's writing all those policies. No, I'm just saying as a whole. Oh, that's good, though. That people, spirit, are coming yeah, people, are, people are really, uh, but it's still so many people that are uninformed in that space that they're, they're behind the term policies off of, off of TV difference between a term policy and a whole life policy is just night and day. And right. People are falling for that $5 a month stuff where they really don't have protection for their family. So it's up to us to further educate them so we can get the right yeah. thing going. I know when I, because of diabetes not being controlled, and like my grandmother used to have insurance on my family. We've hit hard times. Um, it had to be used, cashed out or whatever, and it was never, I didn't understand it then. I didn't understand the importance then, um, you know, and this was after she died because I'm sure she probably would have been like, nah, for real, my grandmother probably would have given us the money that we needed, our family, as opposed to having us cash it out. And now I'm just like, I understand, you know, the importance. And so initially, though, I did have to get term life uh, because I couldn't afford whole life, um, you know, just the employment that I had or lack of employment at times. And I did what I could until I could get back to that point where I could get it. And I don't have a lot, but I also don't have a lot. Meaning, you know, I don't have children. I don't have properties, nothing like the car can go back to the dealership. Like it's not a, you know, but if I have a home or if I have kids, I don't know if even at this rate, if I don't have children, the home can go back too. it can be done, whatever. But as far as like the burial costs, like that can be such a huge burden on a family. And for the life of me, I also don't understand why people don't plan their own funerals um, instead of leaving it to their loved ones to do, to stress over, to argue sometimes over uh, just one last thing that my sibling and I did not have to do. And I'm grateful again to my mom for that. Um, but just the concept of insurance is so important. And I know that it can be costly, you know, but it costs a whole lot more 
when you don't have it and you need it or your family doesn't have it and they need it. So I just think it's so much more beneficial to go ahead and get it, you know, in advance um, so that you're prepared. Just car insurance. I mean, it boggles me how many people drive around without car insurance. Yeah. <laughs> that goes what I'm saying. And your brother does property and casualty, so he can answer that question a heck of a lot better than I can, but it happens a lot. A lot. So we're, we're paying for the ills of others just like anything else. Right. And right. I talk, talk about my health insurance days because I spent a lot of time, as you know, working for health insurance carriers. You sound like you're going, you're in the distance, Chris. Is that better? Yes. Okay. I said that I spent a lot of days working for health insurance carriers and the amount of people that I know that use the emergency room as a doctor's office is astounding. And it's, it's become a, you know, become a big issue with yeah. a lot of companies and controlling costs because the cost for primary care physician visit versus emergency room is night and day. It is uh, a lot of uh, night and day. <laughs> yeah. And um, just, uh, so, even for mine, ten to it's like two fifty, three hundred for emergency room. That's just. A I don't even go to urgent care. Urgent care is even only like fifty. It's almost like a specialty, specialty visit. Like, know know which one is better for which, and get a primary care physician. A lot of people don't have those either. Well, that's number one. But I would recommend, since we're in a in a formal setting, everyone to. Find the closest urgent care center to your house. Okay. That is the first step. If you don't have a primary care physician, at least you'll control costs more by utilizing an urgent care center. Mm -hmm. And find the one that participates with your health insurance plan, obviously. And the second thing is to find the, a hospital that is a full service hospital. Mm -hmm. Chris, what the hell what the heck is a full service hospital? That is a hospital that you don't have to, you know, how many lives are lost because people go to hospitals that have to be transported to a full service hospital, a, a GW or a George Washington or um, Georgetown. So yeah. find the closest full service hospital to your house. And then you can Google NCQA. That stands for National Clinical, uh, National Center for Quality Assurance, excuse me. And the NCQA gives ratings for every hospital every urgent care center, as well as every doctor. And they lean on those ratings because those are the unbiased opinion of a results-driven organization. So if you want to say Google NCQA, closest NCQA approved hospital in my area. And that's just, just that, that's simple to find the one that can save your life. Well, awesome. NCQA. I have to say, since you said that, uh, you know, this is, it has a mental health spin. Full service also includes that mental health yes. services because a Correct. lot of people Correct. would go to a hospital and they're in crisis mode um, or psychiatric, you know, distress, and then they have to sit there and wait for hours to be transported to someplace else. Southern Maryland is famous for that. I used to work next to one hospital um, who doesn't have psychiatric services, and the closest psychiatric hospital or services with psychiatric, with psychiatric services is like an hour away, 45 minutes to an hour away. Um, that's a long time when you're literally in the middle of a crisis. And 
you know, but that's a long time for you to have to commute to as well. But just know it would have been better for you to go straight to the other hospital as opposed to going to the first one that was closest to you. So I, I'm glad that you said that. That is definitely important. So, and even if you don't need those services, it's good to know that they have them. You know what I mean? Or especially right. those services that you do need. Like, you know, I don't know, maybe you have a, a a, a certain kind of disease that you have to be treated for where well, you can call in advance to see if that hospital actually does or you know visit the site just so that you know there's somebody there that can care for you and you don't have to worry about in the midst of an emergency or a crisis situation traveling 50,000 miles you know I'm being yeah. facetious but traveling yeah, far no. to get the services you need yeah most of the uh, companies are required to have a hospital within 20 miles and this and that. This is part of the, the, the affiliation with these facilities, but please keep in mind, schedule surgeries, all best all, because you're with whoever the doctor participates with. So you may go to right. a different type of hospital or ambulatory right. surgery setting, but I'm talking about in an emergency life or limb threatening situation, you want to have access to those types of facilities at all times. Okay. All right. Any other topic you want to address, sir? Uh, the, I'll end it with this, uh, the need for long-term care. Long-term care is different than long-term disability. Long-term disability is something that you can get from a job. For example, you're disabled for six weeks, eight weeks, then it goes into something called long-term disability, where you can't work at your normal, normal function mm -hmm. for the hours that are approved for your uh, current position. Long-term care is totally different. Long-term care is something that young and old people need. I'll give you an example of old, young in a moment. But um, more seasoned people, I like to use the word old, more seasoned people would need if they can't, they can't perform some of the activities of daily living. Activities of daily living include feeding yourself, bathing yourself, uh, uh, things like that. It's, it's five or six of them. All the top, all up the top of my head, but basic uh, everyday functions. Mm -hmm. the, re the reason I said that maybe a young person might need this is just exactly what happened a couple of months ago. I had a group that I sold a group long term care policy to. They had a, uh, this particular plan happened to have a whole life insurance and a long term care component attached to it. Mm -hmm. Okay. The CEO of the company's spouse ended up getting a brain aneurysm. Wow. About about six months into having the plan. So he can't, by having that, perform some of the activities of daily living. Now, right. the type of plan that they had enabled him to borrow off of the face value of that policy okay. at the clip of four to five thousand dollars a month. Four to five thousand dollars a month to take care of their mortgage, take care of their family, bills or whatever. And mm -hmm. while he was mending, it was great to know that he had that extra security blanket while getting that done. Now he was only disabled in that respect, I think for six of the months. So that's fine. $30,000. Great. Taken off of the, the portion of your life insurance. Why not pay for that? Something like right. that going forward. Um, I do think it's an important policy giving the seasoned person example, because people are living a lot longer and are right. living their, their funds. And this enables you to be able to pay for 
either an assisted living position type facility or a licensed family member, or if you're inpatient. So long-term care insurance is something you need to look at. Everyone needs to look at getting pretty much before the age of 50, before the policies get astronomical. There are a number of companies that offer them, but the coverage is pricey. But if you look at the point of you not being able to have a family member take care of you, a big shout out to that 83-year-old lady that I'm taking care of now that happens to be my mom. I'm <laughs> here to do that, and I'm, I'm able to do that, but some people don't have that luxury. And I'm not bragging or anything, but it's just, no, no, no. Uh, it's just a life lesson learned that people need to get this done and be able to take care of that kind of insurance. Yeah, I think about that. I do need to look at that again, though. So another thing yeah. to do, you always leave me with tasks, even if you're not talking directly to me. <laughs> oh, I, I, I wasn't picking on you this time. Hopefully, I can help. No, no, one, I know. If, I think I did we, do it. But yeah. if we did did help one people and one person in the audience, one family, then we've done the right thing because all we're doing is sharing our every day and making sure that I'm doing something that I want to do is, is teach and educate. When you come to other things in life, rocket science and stuff, hey, I'm sitting there with a pen and pad. But the insurance, <laughs> yeah, the insurance arena is certainly um, I've been able to been able to take the ups and downs up and, and learn a lot and lick my wounds and keep moving forward. So you may not want to go into this. I just want to know, this is general. Does what you do in insurance, whether it was sales, marketing, whatever, do you feel like that has also helped you with your other tasks, other career goals, or, you know, other things that you've done in life or accomplished in life? It's given me the freedom of time um because everything that i do it's not strictly nine to five hey i might end up working 60 hours in a week but it may be me waking up in the middle of the night writing a proposal out and and making things making sure things work that way so mm -hmm. to answer your question in a roundabout way i think it allowed me to release my creative art in a in a different form by having an avenue of insurance in order to do that it's a conversation starter because it's one of those things that's knock on wood, I kind of say recession proof because people, all people need it, either health or life. Right. Everyone, everyone does need it or need to understand what they have as a individual or as a group employee. So you weren't, or you was the insurance agency affected at all, like even the beginning of the pandemic? Um, it was affected from the standpoint of people couldn't do anything they couldn't seek the proper amount of medical care mm -hmm. so the clock keep kept on ticking uh medical rates were still rising without people going into the doctor's office the, the doctor's office had to boost up their technology in order to see patients think about how many mom and pops doctor's offices never heard of a video visit right. but some someone needed to turn on that technology for them to do it and mm -hmm. the patients the patients at the end of the day still have to pay for that Okay. Yeah, so that, that was a shock to everyone and, and it happened. Think about the number of employer groups that didn't let a soul work from home or are, are completely remote now. So you have to change at the times so you have to be, this business has certainly taught me to be nimble in my approach to everything because the person is not nimble and still thinking you can walk around and beat people up to sign apps, it's not gonna happen. You have to sit down and educate people and make sure that they understand what they're getting into and 
be able to have the patience to answer those questions. Well, that makes sense, sir. So I just want to say thank you, Chris. If you have, I don't know if you have any, you know, contact information or anything you want to put out there so that if somebody is in, in, interested in purchasing insurance or they have a company or individual. Yes. Um, the best way to reach me now is through my email or my business cell phone. And my email is DunlapKP, that's D-U-N-L-A-P, K is in Christopher, P is in Paul, at gmail.com. And then my phone number, my work phone is area code 202-531-5211. And you can use Lisa in the tagline, because I'll make her feel important if she actually refers me to <laughs> She's never done I stuff like heard. that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already important. <laughs> well, thank you, Mr. Dunlap. Um, I I appreciate um, I appreciate you taking the time. Y'all, he's busy, busy. So it means a lot that you know. Like I might have to pull his coattail a little bit, but he's always there. You've always been there for me. So likewise, I, my likewise, my dear. And if any of these topics, I mean, I know we just did this within thirty minutes. And if any of these topics that you get inquiries about, and we need to expand on it, and just have a a form about that particular topic. I'd be glad to share. I just try not to be too wordy in these situations. I don't want to bore people to death. I appreciate that. I mean, you know, I may have to have you back. Like every time something else happens, you know, there's a lot more topics that are coming out because of the pandemic. A lot more people, you know, like you said, more people are aware and or questioning things. So um, you all can reach out to me, my website, lisalgilliam.com. You can find me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or uh, Facebook at the number one, One Singing Lady. And um, YouTube is spelled out completely, One Singing Lady, O-N-E-S-I-N-G-I-N-G-L-A-D-Y. Um, you can go back and see Chris, um, our interview from earlier, our conversation. Um, which has a different spin, but some of the same information, but some different information too. So educate yourself. Like there's a wealth of information out there because of technology. It really isn't an excuse not to know anything, <laughs> you know, not these days. Um, so thank you so much for being a part and I will speak to you soon. Thank you all for joining us. One singing lady out. Bye, Chris. All right, bye. Please note, any comments made on this LLG Random But Real podcast by myself, Lisa One Singing Lady Gilliam, or my guests are our own views. They are not to be made or determine an actual professional or in lieu of an actual professional. If you relate to any of the topics, please seek professional help, contact a therapist, a psychologist, any other mental health professional, or if it's an emergency, please call 911. Thank you so much for tuning in.